Fuck you, Dante. We're live. <laughs> Fuck it. We'll do it live. You are actually one of the intro, uh, part of an intro, one of the intro songs from when we recorded last time. I don't know what we were talking about, but you're like, Fuck you, Dante. And <laughs> I use that whenever there's going to be an episode, I know it's going to go off the rails. That's everyone's warning now. Like, if you want to stick around for this, you are welcome to. But understand, if you, if you hear JB at the beginning of this, just know that it's going to get wild. And it's usually the comic book episodes because I like to make my co-hosts very uncomfortable. So I'll just tell outlandish stories. Yeah. But either way, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Off The Mets Podcast. And we already started talking. We've been talking before I even hit record. We figured last time this guest and I... We got together and talked. We talked for two hours before recording and then two more oh, hours yeah. after recording. So um, my guess for this episode, though, I'd like to welcome back my good friend who I've missed very, very much, Miss <laughs> JB, Miss Tony. Which, like, what do you want me to call you? Um, yeah, I mean, Tony is fine. Tony's fine. It's what everybody Tony. else has been calling me forever. Tone, Tony. And Tamina, but uh, I know that forever I was jits bitch JB. But you know, I I abandoned all that social media stuff and I handed it over to a woman. Actually, she's in your area. Oh, yeah. Well, you're a tough act to follow. So, oh, who did I talk with? Danny Patrick one day. He and I we we recorded, and um, I think I put up a post of yours and he goes have you heard from her i was like i mean like i text her like a month ago but you know <laughs> like i don't know like like I, i'm not sure how to answer that because oh. also i don't like to put like people's business out if if you know if you haven't heard from them then i haven't either yeah so. no i mean you know when you go off social media and that's the way most people, you know, communicate with you, then you're not going to communicate with those people. But it wasn't, I mean, I did have to tell a couple people initially, like, please fucking respect the fact that, like, I'm going through some shit. I don't want to hold my phone all fucking day. <laughs> oh, yeah. You sure. know, yeah, like, you know, some people were texting and texting and texting and i was like this is or they would text me instagram posts i'd be like look like, <laughs> hey have you seen this meme? <laughs> yeah i'm like look i need some pointers we need to, we need to talk <laughs> oh. like at that point you're like look you might want to go here we're gonna have an intervention buddy <laughs> yeah Clearly, i didn't need to step away you need to step away it was you <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you know, I fucking, Danny Patrick, um, my BJJ is okay. Uh, the, you know, my my original Deep Half podcast crew, um, I've got nothing but love for those guys. Of course. Yeah. Um, 
Well, no. It, well, what was it? I got a message. Well, you know, you, you kind of briefly popped up for a second. And I thought there were a lot of hackers, like, popping mm. up on Instagram. Recently. Oh, yeah. And I got a message. And I was like, at first, I was going to, I was going to, like, bullshit. Like, this is a hacker. We're about to have fun. But then it felt like a genuine conversation. I was like, "Oh shit!" Then then I had to just text you out. Where I was like, "Hey, was that you?" Like, okay, right, right. like it's safe safe territory now. Yeah, now we know. Yeah, no. But isn't that? But that's what social media has done too, right? Like, I mean, it's so so fascinating what it's, it's done to us it what it's done to us socially so it just feels like as human animals were so hungry for a certain amount of social acceptance reassurance right we want reassurance that we are socially accepted and yeah. you know there was it, a time when that social acceptance came in the form of like deep eye contact and long conversations and maybe a piece of meat over the communal fire with your group of humans, you know, and now it comes in the form of like, we need so much, so much social reassurance and so much like I'm getting attention from people and it's not even like a, a conscious thing like I'm getting attention it's that I'm I'm safe in this somehow yeah. but to have it be to this magnitude is just so so damaging and if you get upset like one of my favorite things coming back to the side account has been every time I post something in a story I gain three followers and I lose four or right you watch you watch the thing happen and i've just been kind of trying to post stuff hoping that the numbers will just keep dropping <laughs> um, like could you unfollow me harder <laughs> you might be the only person i know on social media that wants the followers to go away <laughs> um yeah I, I get messages from people like dude like how like how do i get people to follow me it's like i don't fucking know i I, I I didn't know people were following me. And so one day I looked, I was like, oh shit. This blew 70 up. <laughs> and now it's at a much larger number. I'm just like, okay, all right, this is what we do now. We this just <laughs> like I, and the fucked up thing is I repost from other people. I I do an original post once every two months. And my quote unquote original post is just me taking someone else's post and putting it to another picture and saying, that's how hey, meaning is. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I saw these words somewhere else. Now I'm going to go find a picture that's relatable. Take your words, put them here and then say, Haha, Oh, and my watermark. And you're like, yeah, Oh, yeah. Dude, do it again. Effort. That was but, my yeah. effort. Yeah. Like, Tip me. <laughs> yeah. Well, Instagram at one point, I don't know what Instagram does now. They're like, here, we're gonna pay you. And I was like, don't do that. Yeah, down, <laughs> like, now, now, now. Hold on. Like, like please stop. Like, yeah. I, I, like, and then and then they got mad and said, psych, we're not paying you. Yeah, Good. no, I, I started getting those offers on the old account too, where it was like, monetize your account, we'll pay you to do things. And if you post reels and if you do this, and it's like, I'm not putting my face out there. 
oh yeah that that was the the one that got weird because they're like i was talking to someone they're like yeah you have to like do videos of yourself and you know i was like um no we're not, I'm not doing, doing that, that. i'm not but, doing that i don't know i'm just not like even with um the other podcast my co-host he's like he wants to do like shit for TikTok and and all these other fucking things. I was like, I'm not fucking doing any videos. You can do all the videos you want, but I'm not getting in front of a camera. I'll hold anything. the camera while you <laughs> dance like an asshole in the Home Depot or whatever. <laughs> he wanted his girlfriend to be involved, like so he wanted her to be the camera person. And I was like, well, if we're gonna use the camera. I mean, I got fucking camera stands and everything. You know, we don't need a person with shaky arms. Fucking holding the fucking camera, making people. Oh, nauseous. that makes it more exciting. Maybe, <laughs> not for me. Like, only thing it does for me is I started judging. You was like, "Yo, is that person? Is that Michael J. Fox holding the fucking camera?" Yeah. Oh, oh fuck you, yeah. Dante. <laughs> yes, I got another soundbite. <laughs> oh, can't believe you just uh, fucking said that. Dude, yes, I can. I well, I was trying not to, and it was like as I'm saying it, I was like. Don't say Michael J. Fox. Just say Parkus. Just say Michael J. Fox. Just do it. No, that was it. Was it was the right way? You did it the it, right way. It, it felt like it belonged. Yeah, I mean, I'm but, here for it. <laughs> but um, but yeah, how have you been? Oh, I mean, come on now. It, it's been what, what I was off social media for a year. Felt longer. Did it? It was a year, um, and in that time, I cleaned up so much shit in my head and in my life, and um, I went back to school. Um, I'm working on a certificate in <laughs> somatic trauma therapy. Um. Yeah, um, uh, that that's work I'm doing now, which I'm really excited about. Um, I've spent just a shit ton of time not having my face in my phone and meditating and doing everything I can in service of other people and uh, all that sort of thing. And then in the meantime, you know, like the same shit still happens but i'm able to cope with it better sure i get that i mean you and i were going to record a few months ago and you know i had a you know yeah. like yeah some big shit happened in my family um and probably always whenever you and i are talking we should just tell people trigger warning <laughs> yeah like, well, they're like it, it might start off wholesome and then tons of jokes, but let me tell you, how about that 20 minute mark? It's going to get a little dark and we don't know when we're going to get back to the light. Yes. But just know this, there's a happy ending because we're both recording. So we obviously made it out of it. We're here and laughing. Um. Yeah. That's how you get through. You have to, I'd say you have to be able to laugh at a time of like, should should we laugh at that? Should we be laughing? Well, that was, you know, <laughs> I remember recording a podcast where Art from Jitsticks 
was a guest and I was telling a story that I thought was fucking hilarious. And he was like, can you just not be depressing? And I was like, I'm laughing. I think that's the thing though, for, you know, when you've been through some shit, you know, that's, that's your coping mechanism though, is to make humor out of, out of a situation that probably to the outside world isn't funny, but <laughs> you know, we, we've spent so much time inside of it. We, we find the humor, Yeah. Um, you know, that's just, that's, that's it though. Yeah. Oh, well, I was at, um, was it a Halloween party? Yeah, I was at a Halloween party back in October, obviously, not December. And I was, you know, I, I'm I'm introverted. I, I don't really fucking do well with crowds. And, you know, I, I found an escape route to the basement. I was like, yes, I'm here. <laughs> and there are already two people down there. And I was Fuck. like, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was my first time. And I saw who it was. I was like, well, this isn't too bad because I know they're just as like, introverted as I am, if not, if they might be worse. And the one guy, you know, I, I knew him. I, I hadn't really spoken with his wife, though. So as we're all down there talking, I started talking about my mom at some point because we were talking about Michigan or some shit. And, you know, as I'm going through this, this what I thought was a funny story, uh, and, and my buddy, he started kind of chuckling a little bit, but his wife, I look up at her and she's got like these sad eyes. She goes, Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> and I was like, Holy shit. Whoops. And I was like, I guess I'm going to stop with this story because I thought the next part was going to be kind of the punchline. And I just felt like maybe not. So I was like, But that's the thing. People just <laughs> read the they, room. Like, <laughs> I. I, I don't do that very well. I, I just felt like, you know yeah, what? Me either. This is a goddamn good story. You know, here's my chance. Let me let me tell this one. I've been working on this one for a couple of weeks. And right. when when I got the that's so sad, I was like, holy shit. Mm. Like, oh no. And then and then Sarah comes out. Sarah's like, what's going on? And I was like, <laughs> and she was like, you talk about your mom again. It's <laughs> like uh yeah kind of so but that's the thing people it's like again when when you live through some shit you can either let it control you and and be your captor or you can you know find humor in it and just say look man i'm not gonna let this shit ruin my life and other people on the outside though they don't you know if they haven't been through it they they may not get that probably well no, you know, but I think that, okay, so I'm a massage therapist. I was at work today and, um, I mean, I'm working at a pretty fancy place in Napa Valley right now, but in the middle of my day, in the middle of all of these pretty pretentious human beings, like in walks this little ray of sunshine who, as soon as I see her, she's like, I feel like I'm on drugs and I'm like, we're going to get along awesome um because she's been floating through the spa right she's like what the fuck is this world what is happening to me and so i get her on the table and i'm working on her and she's like yeah i just feel like my neck's all fucked up like that from all the coke i did and like well that makes <laughs> sense i did it I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but, um, 
you know, we're talking. She's like, yeah, I've had three DUIs and I was going to eat mushrooms before I came today. And she's just like throwing it all out there. And I just like Sounds was like so in love with I was so in love with her, like, immediately, right? Like, just as this shining human being who was, like, like me. I just have no time for pretense. You know, let's just be real as fuck. And we were talking about how those of us who have had, I don't know, I like to think of it as, like, we we accidentally or maybe on purpose lined up for the accelerated course Right before we were born, we were like, ah, <laughs> just throw me out there. I'll figure it out. <laughs> Let's see what the fuck, you know, how much can we get through? Um, but there's something that comes from that, a growth in, if you're lucky, you move out of having coping mechanisms and you move into like genuine resilience where you see a much wider picture. You see things from a completely different perspective. And like when shit goes wrong, you're just kind of like, well, yeah, of course shit is going wrong because shit goes wrong. However, okay. isn't this fucking hilarious? This is ludicrous, right? Like look at how chaotic or stupid or bizarre, or look at how much this is pushing in on me and what it's making me do in return. I have to grow. I have to level up. It's the only real way out. You have to just keep moving through it. And I think that anyone who hasn't had anything like squish the life out of them, there, there's no pushback. They don't understand. They just take it all and say, oh, that's so sad. Well, yeah, that, that, I think, you know, when when we see like celebrity you know, gossip or celebrity BS. And <clears throat> you, you know, you encounter a story where, you know, they'll say something that just seems so ridiculous. But for us on the outside, you know, we're like, what? Like, like, get the fuck over it, man. Like, you'll be fine. Like, <laughs> you're gonna be you okay. Know, like, but, you know, meanwhile, it's like, you know, for them, it, it's, it's it's a crisis but you know for us we look at that that's not a crisis my friend but that's that's a fucking thursday for me right know? like you ran out of gas dude i do that twice a week like, have you seen gas prices <laughs> the torrid like, i didn't siphon enough last week from the other guy yeah. my tummy so, had a had a tummy ache um <laughs> yeah, terrible fucking experience won't do that ever no again. No, hey. anybody who's ever done it knows. <laughs> hey, I thought I was so fucking smart. I was like, no, I've seen it on TV before. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But so I do want to yeah. go back to that, though, where there is something about leveling up, though, to the point where you've had rough everything around you for as long as you can remember, because then it sort of paints everything that happens even after things smooth out you right your nervous system is still primed for like it's rough it's rough yeah. so when we see other people experiencing what they feel like is rough and adversity you know it's easy to get stuck in our like seriously <laughs> suck it up buttercup you're gonna be all right but yeah. we can't 
nobody's going to heal that way. And I think the more often we actually come together and instead of constantly living in a state of comparison, which is exactly what social media gives you is constant state of comparison. You know, we're able to just be with people in their experience and meet them where they are from a place of compassion. Like, I know what that feels like. I mean, you can't tell somebody I know what that feels like. But just knowing that what they need right now is just somebody to be, to be like, it fucking sucks, dude. I'm sorry shit sucks for you right now. Like, would you like a $3 cup of coffee? I know this great Indian guy. <laughs> I had to go to the $3 coffee. Yeah, I can do that for you. Because I know <laughs> that what you're feeling right now is a hard place. But just as long as you know you have social acceptance and I'm here. Let's go get some coffee. Do you think when people who've been through just some shit, like, you know, because I'm thinking about like just <clears throat> for me, like coming up, like when I was in Flint, we we're all equal. We all we we're all <laughs> going through some shit. And, and it, I don't think we knew that we we're going through shit, though. We we're just you kids, don't. You know? You know, we just thought like again, like looking back on an article I read, I want to say it was like 2009, maybe two might have been later, but I'm an adult at this point. And this article said Flint, Michigan was the second worst city in America to live in. Now, that's, you know, subjective. You know, this one guy could have went there and was like, this place sucks, but not as bad <laughs> as Detroit. Um, or no, I think Gary, Indiana was number one. Mm-hmm. He's like, come on, dude. That's where the Jacksons came from. Relax. You're gonna be all right. Uh, <laughs> that's where <laughs> the all right. Jacksons I mean, came from. The, know, they were just... a well-functioning example of goodness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. They, 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 they got through. Everyone came out okay. Everyone. <laughs> every, every single one. Of them. Especially Latoya. Yeah, well, she was fine actually. <laughs> <laughs> Like she came out the best. I wonder which Jackson did get out the best. I'm gonna have to Google that later. Yeah. But, um, but I remember looking back at that article and I was like, "The fuck are they talking about? It's so bad there." And then you know, I started thinking about just little things that I was seeing. I was like, I mean, that shit was just regular every day. But then you start thinking as an adult, it's like, I guess you're not supposed to see people getting, you know, fucking mugged or stabbed. Uh, the can this dude we called the Candy Man. Because they had a shopping cart full of candy, you know, like full size packs of M&M's, Hershey bar, shit like that. He was selling candy at a reasonable price for kids. Turns out he was kidnapping kids, too. They didn't know that uh, until much later. And, you know, you start thinking back. And I was like, holy shit. Wow. Like that dude stopped in my neighborhood three times, four times a week. I bought candy from that guy several times and he never kidnapped me. Is there something wrong with me? (laughs) So I was going there. <laughs> like I started thinking, like, what the fuck's wrong with me? Like, he didn't want me. Well, but I mean, I was also a foster kid already. So he probably already looked at me. He was like, fuck that guy. One family already got rid of him. Well, he's, he'll probably stab me. <laughs> it's like, like, I'm not fucking taking that guy. He might steal from me. Like, fuck you. Like, I need this candy. <laughs> but yeah, I wouldn't have stolen his money. I wouldn't have known any, but I was just taking fucking peanut M&Ms and fucking Nestle fucking crunch bars yeah dick but it's like i think about like you know the people that you're around it's like being in in that environment with those people 
you know, it was like there was never any comparison or one up. And again, we're little kids, though, so maybe we didn't really have that idea in our minds. But once I got to Delaware and then to Columbia, Maryland, that became a thing just all the time. Someone was always going through something. But the next person was like, well, yeah, but, you know, I've got it worse. And then the next person, well, I've got it worse. And it was like, wow. Like, and now, and, and, you know, I started thinking about it. What was the one thing that we all kind of had in common there is like, we're all from relatively decent, you know, upbringings in that area, at least the families were, you know, uh, you know, middle-class families, stuff like that. And you start thinking, it's like, wow, I guess, you know, the further down you are on that, that spectrum, the less you play the comparison game or, you know, this, this, this bullshit. Yes. Yes. Because you know that like your shit doesn't need to be validated because you spent your early years making things that weren't okay. Okay. Just to survive. So that is a pattern that we fall into where you're like, nothing's okay. So it's okay. Cause now it's just a level playing field. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think there was one kid in my neighborhood. Well, he lived directly across the street from me. And I live, when I was in Flint, I was with a foster family, wonderful family. I, I, you know, I still consider them family. I still put the foster in front for some reason, but all the, you know, those are my sisters. Um, right. Miss Jones, she passed away um, April of 2019. And that was my mom, you know. Yeah. She, you know, th- this was, this is still my family. But for some reason, I always say foster. Not sure why. It's just a thing. But um, my foster family was a wonderful family. And across the street, they gave us, you know, they provided for us. No questions asked. There's this kid across the street from me. We reconnected on Facebook a couple years back. But uh, this kid, he had everything. Mm. All the G.I. Joes. Mm. Mobile Command Center. The the G.I. Joe, the aircraft carrier. The the Mm. one that fucking everyone wanted. That joint was like $150. This, this kid had it. He had Nintendo before everybody. He had a Sega for no reason. But he was the <laughs> kid. That kid. Yeah, I was like, man, fuck this guy. <laughs> like, I'll break your house, son. Yeah. Um, <laughs> me, me and the candy man. <laughs> but he's <laughs> like, well, I'll feed you to the candy man. <laughs> the fuck um, but but he like if there's any example or not example if there's any like individual in that neighborhood that we could say oh well that guy might be better than us you know by whatever standard it's that kid because he had everything meanwhile the rest of us you know we all eventually got nintendos you know we we got the pro wings from kmart were were our shoes he had jordans right. you know right. it's like damn like he's got like a name brand on his shoes our name brand is just like I think somebody used a stencil. With a Sharpie. I've got Nikes. <laughs> is, is that Nike? Like supposed to be Nike. Nope, That's they right. did not spell that right. That is not a swoosh. That's a check mark. Um, but he he was you know the, if anyone was that that stood out in the neighborhood, it was that kid. But he even with him, you know, it was never that game of like. You know, he he didn't put himself on a pedestal. You know, he didn't act like he was better than us. Um, some of us looked at him 
that way, but he never at any point, you know, played it that way because he was going through the same struggles we went through in school and in the yes. neighborhood. He was he was in the same place, just living his reality. Yeah, that's all we have when we're kids. You don't have too much to compare it off of. You're just doing the damn thing. Yeah. I mean, and, and his parents provided all these things for him. It's not like he went out and got them and, you know, we're mad and jealous about it. It was like, no, I mean, his parents, you know, you, you know, they got him all the stuff that, not that he would necessarily, I guess he did ask for it, but, you know, it wasn't like, you know, just give him everything all at once type spoil him. It was like, you know, you see him with new stuff periodically, all right. but it was always the big things that stood out. It wasn't like he get a new thing every day. It was like when he got a big thing, it would stand out over, you know, the weeks or the months or years. Right. He had, um, what the fuck, like real lucky charms at his house and we had marshmallow meaties. Oh, he, dude, all his cereal had like yeah. actual colors on the box. We had like the, we had the government box of cereal. Yes. We didn't have like real uh, cornflakes. <laughs> like, I don't know what they, they those cornflakes were definitely scabs. What like, the fuck? How do you chew they, them? <laughs> I, you don't like they, they were horrible and then we had like the powdered milk i remember yes. um yes my foster mom's uh she she remarried and the husband i'm not sure how this happened it, it was just i don't i don't even fucking know somehow some kool-aid I, I don't know how the fucking kool-aid got mixed in the powdered milk <gasps> so when we we're making the powdered milk the shit was coming out pink and I, I look for a kid that grew up with no food. I'm a fucking picky eater, okay. And when I saw that milk pink, knowing it wasn't strawberry milk, I just didn't get my calcium for the week. Yeah. I was like, fuck that. Yeah. Well, I mean, have you ever had Kool Aid without sugar? It's you can't do it. It can't be done. It no, shouldn't be done. That's that's not no. for your face. I think that's actually just battery acid. <laughs> Like, yeah, like, yeah, Kool-Aid with no sugar, it's, I'm not even sure why, like, well, eventually you just start having a little tubs where they're already pre-mixed. Yeah. But even still with that, it's like, you still had to add a little bit of sugar just to make sure it was just right. You know, you got to get the right amount of diabetes in your life. Yeah. We've um, been making it our, on our own this whole time, over-sugaring, and then they're like, here, eat it at this level, and you're like, you guys are fucking this up, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> It's like this is the baseline amount you should have. It's like says who? Like you? You can't tell me here. what to do. Let me show you how it's made. Let me go ahead and pour what you got here. And we'll pour three more cups in. Three more cups of sugar in. Fuckers. I fixed it. Yeah. When I moved in with my grandparents, though, Kool Aid was not a thing. You know? Yeah, that's always weird. Yeah. You're like, what happened to my thing? When I first moved my grandparents down to Newark, Delaware, that shit was weird because I didn't understand, like, when they went to the grocery store, they're like, Jake, you know, is there anything you want from a store? I had never had anyone ask me that question. You're like, what? <laughs> I was like, what? So I said, get apple juice. So they got me four bottles of apple juice. And that was supposed to last me for, like, the month. No. Then you got a tummy ache. That's one way of putting it. <laughs> um, I, I knocked out a bottle in a day. And let me tell you, 
Yeah. That will never ever happen again. No, that's rough. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and you know, for those listening, if you don't know, I, I wear a colostomy bag. I've worn one all my life, including that time that I drank a bottle <laughs> of apple juice. <sighs> Just saying it makes things a little more complicated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, oh. that, that's that's my time from Flint to Delaware. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, people. And adventures in apple juice. Yeah, uh. don't drink a whole bottle in a day. Don't do it. And when I say a day, I don't mean like a full like twenty four hours or no. sixteen hours or seven. However, like I, three I hours drink, after school. <laughs> yeah, this was like definitely, you know, a Saturday afternoon. Mm. You know, yeah. they get home from the grocery store. I got excited. I didn't put the shit in the refrigerator. Yeah, I just started fucking pouring it in a glass and just gulping it down. Like I want to say, this might have been an hour and a half, two and a half hours max. But it was so good. But it's best thing I ever put in my fucking face, <laughs> dude. It was so good. I, uh, but you're talking about a poor kid who's never had nothing. And you give him like a bottle of apple juice, and I was like, holy shit! Literally, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> what is this life, girl? What is this hell? <laughs> I had to readjust, like mentally, yeah. I had to readjust to that. Well, I went through that too, you know, I, through my elementary school years, I lived in Richmond, California and Oakland, California, and it was a certain way, but I didn't know it was a certain way. I didn't know it was a certain way. And then we moved an hour north to the North Bay and I had culture shock. There were things I did not understand. Other kids would invite me to their really insanely nice, clean houses with food in them. And they would like make me a sandwich. <laughs> and it was like, it's just like this. This is just like, like you come home and like, there's food for you and you can have it and it's yours. Um, and, and, like and you gave me some. Over there. Yeah. Yes. You know, like, it will. oh God. But even, I think, and maybe this happened to you too. You know, like during your teenage years, as life continued to improve for you and you're in contact more and more with people who have different problems, being in high school and suddenly being aware of the stark contrast and having just like no patience for that shit at all. Um I mean, we moved to a better town, but my parents were still my parents. And then they would like register me for school, but it was always like super late. So when it was time for high school, when it was time for you to choose your electives, of course, any of the electives I wanted were full. So I had to take whatever the fuck was left. Mm. And um, one year I was 15, literally living outside um and they put me in a 
I'm trying to remember the name of the uh, communication skills workshop was the class. And we're sitting in a circle and they're like, pass this brick around and tell me how this brick is like your life. Right. Ooh. And it gets to the chick sitting next to me. Who's like, just someone I can't relate to at all. First of all, she's clean. <laughs> Fuck that bitch. Like, oh, I see that you showered today. Fucking how was that hot water that comes straight out the wall? Um, <laughs> fucking asshole. Um, but she was like, this crack right here is where my mom and I got in a fight because she wouldn't let me take the Volvo out last night. And right, like there was this whole thing. Oh man, I I legit had walked through the field to school that day, and it was so cold. There was a crow frozen dead in the grass. You know, and I'm dragging my own ass to school, and it's just like my mom won't let me drive the car. <laughs> and I was like, I gotta go. I gotta hold this brick. I'm gonna put it in somebody's face, please. I'm leaving now. Um, but that These was not one of those people. moments. Yeah, that was one of those moments, though, where you really start to put, you know, there's perspective, right? Where you're like, holy fuck, I've just been wandering around going, eh, it's just the way it is. And then I'm put in a room with all these people who are like, I'm mad because of things. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, that's not a real thing. Thing, it's not though. a real thing. I'm like, why are you like that's okay? <clears throat> Your mom lets you stay home. Like, oh, you're allowed, you're allowed, you have a key to the house. You got a yeah, yeah. Like, you got fuck. a key to your house. They don't even trust me with the key. No. Oh fucking oh, fuck. fuck. But so it's you know all of these moments in life, and as life continues to go on. I, there are so many times I'm actually grateful in the most bizarre way for all the things that I've had to come up against. I don't know if you have that, you know, where oh, yeah. there's like moments where you're like, you know what? Thank God. Which, you know, that's also a little bit difficult to tell if that's just a coping mechanism. It's just more making not what's not okay. Okay. Or if there was actually growth. I think there's some growth there. Um, I think it's a combination of the two. Yeah. <clears throat> um, because I, I can speak from, you know, my experience there as well as like, you know, when you do, you know, kind of play back things that you've been through. And if you go through something later on in life that, mm -hmm. you know, a past trauma can help you get through in the present. Yeah. So, you know, you know, and, and the thing is, it's not that you want to go through these things, no. but you know, at some point, so and, and that's not to say all trauma. I know, you know, if there's anyone listening or thinking, you know, well, you know, I, I saw this tragic thing happen in front of me, you know, that you know, that's not gonna serve me any benefit later in life. And the, it and the thing is, I, you know, I've been through some shit. We've all been through some shit. I mean, and I was fortunate enough to get out yes well, so I, I will always always mark that as a thing that you know for me I got lucky 
my brothers and I, we got very lucky and we were taken out of a bad situation, seemingly put into another bad situation, but we didn't know it then because we just knew that the situation we were in before was far worse. And then we ended up in Flint, Michigan. And that's really weird to say, dude, you went to a city with lead in its water. How is that better than where you were? Yeah, like, trust. Just, trust me. Just trust. It was <laughs> just far better. <laughs> but understand my baseline. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, look, when, when your base is under the ground, yeah. like, you have Air to understand school? it. Like once you get to the actual ground level, you're like, holy shit, this is phenomenal. So like, you guys got a kid. On... <laughs> like, like, yeah, it's like you guys get to sleep in beds, dude. Like I was okay with the fucking ground. Ooh, um, my nest. Well, we just recently had a power outage. Uh, oh, like uh, the day before Christmas Eve, Ooh. we had a power outage and it was cold as fuck. It was the coldest. I've probably felt in a very long time here. And my wife texts me. It was like, hey, the power's out, um, which means we don't have any heat because um, everything's electric. And I was like, well, I'll reach out to my grandma. We, you know, we're, we're going to go that way anyway for Christmas. So I'm sure it'll be fine for us to stay there. Although they converted my room right away. As soon as I moved out, they converted my room the next day. I was like, you're not coming back. So just knowing it's a temporary thing. Um, but, and she was like, well, look, we can, you know, I'll call my mom because we're going there. We go to her family's house for Christmas Eve. So I was like, okay, you know, not, a, you know, not a big deal. That's fine too. Let's do that. Then I get a text later. Let's just tough it out. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to let you know now I've lived through tough it out and I don't want to tough it out. Like I didn't have a choice as a kid, but to tough it out. And right now I have a choice. And yeah. it was like, let's go elsewhere. I don't want to stay home. She was hell bent on staying though. And I think that's the thing though. It's like when you haven't been through the shit, it's like, sure, mentally I'm built for it. Doesn't mean I want to go back through it again. No. So I'm trying to explain to her, it's like, we don't want to have to spend the night in this house without heat. Like, that's just not something that you want to do, especially as cold as, cold as it was. It was like right. minus nine. Yeah. Uh, and fortunately, uh, by the time I got off of work, the power came on just as work was ending. Nice. But we had already made plans to go out, um, go out, have dinner somewhere and go watch Puss in Boots, um, which we ended up going out to have dinner. And by the time we got done with dinner, we got tickets for Puss in Boots. We sat down. The kid is with us. She's excited. And then my wife's like, dude, I'm so tired. I don't think I'm going to stay awake. So I was like, all right, let's go home. And our daughter, she looks at us with those puppy dog eyes. Yeah. And I, I picked her up and carried her out, hugging her. Like, you know, we, we went back the next day. Right. Yeah. We will make this right. <laughs> we'll come back tomorrow. It's just mommy's not going to make it through the night or going to make it through the movie. Uh, I'm struggling a little bit myself. Let's just go home. So we got home. Let her stay up. We watched the first Puss in Boots. Yeah. But. Um, but the whole thing is like, you know, there, there are times where like, you'll have people kind of like turn people's traumas into a fetish, you know, and, and, and it's like, oh, you know, we like slumming, you know, we like, you know, you know, going out and like roughing it. And it's like, motherfucker, like, that's my life. It's yeah. just not a fucking vacation. It's not a getaway. 
Right. <laughs> now I want to fight. Now I'm just mad. <laughs> Fuck them. But um, but yeah, I don't know. It's like when when you look at where the baseline level is, you know, from where you're coming from into where you're going, it's like even if you go somewhere worse, you know, it you don't know that it's worse because or I wouldn't say worse, but somewhere that's not as, you know, it's still bad, but it's better than where you were. And it's like, yeah. oh okay. This is fine. Then the house is still burning, but yeah, you know, at least there's a window that's open now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think too, you know, something you said where it's like there are different kinds of trauma too and we're talking about like long-term childhood repetitive complex post-traumatic stress disorder we're talking about a very specific kind people who witness something terrible or get in a car accident it's still trauma mm -hmm. um and it may seem like, you know, like what you said, you're like, I've witnessed this horrific thing. Like, how is this benefiting my life? Um, and in the end, it actually does. If you learn how to grow through what it's left you with, what that experience left you with isn't helpful. And my God, you can carry that. It can fuck up your life for a real long time. Um, but when you learn how to turn towards yourself when you're having that trauma response, when you're living your life through that like veil of trauma, you turn toward it instead of trying to look out and just making all of these, you know, errors and judgment and, oh boy, boy, does it get messy. But um, what you can get from that is something they call post-traumatic growth. And it's just learning to have resilience instead of coping mechanisms you learn how to regulate yourself when you come up against the next shit where you're like i can't pay my power bill or you know the things that stress you out you'll have these tools where you're like i know how to deal with what's happening inside of me so that i can just handle this logically and not just sort of flail around in my helpless feeling. And Absolutely. so you can actually get stronger after those incidents, even if it feels like you're just probably never going to recover from that. I feel like when I feel like when we go through things, even now, you haven't been through just, you know, the childhood that we've had or, or the stressors that we've been through, it's like things now, you know, those challenges now, there's a different viewpoint on it. You know, we look at it like, like you said, you're, you're prepared for it, but you know, and there's some things you, you can never really be prepared for, but yeah, at least like you say, you, your body yes. can, can react and your, your mind can react. So, I mean, I was just sort of held at gunpoint like three weeks ago. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> while, we're, while we're talking about it, um, I dropped my daughter off at school. 
and I was on a freeway overpass getting ready to get on the freeway. So I'm in the center lane turning left. So there's two lanes on my left of oncoming traffic and two lanes on my right of ongoing traffic, right? There's a woman in front of me at a red light, so I can't go around her. Normally, I leave quite a bit of space between me and the vehicle in front of me, but something happened during the course of this where I thought she was driving forward, so I pulled forward a little bit, and um, <clears throat> she did not pull forward. Anyway, mm. I saw out of my peripheral vision on my left a man climb up the embankment and sweeping a handgun as though he were clearing a structure, right? I saw the movement out of the corner of my eye and I was like, I know that movement. <laughs> and I turned and I looked and I accidentally made eye contact with a man pointing a gun at people all over the street and then he saw me. You were the one. Well, I fucking looked over there, didn't I? <laughs> and so, you know, he's standing to the side of my face. And he's moving back and forth where I can't see him in my peripheral. And then a little bit forward where I can. And I can see that he's got the gun aimed at my head. And he's walking back and forth and I keep, I'm so fucking calm. It's the dumbest shit I've ever felt in my life. I was so fucking calm. I kept looking to see, is this a real weapon? What caliber weapon? Is this a revolver? Is this, you know, what, what am I dealing with? Is this a veteran experiencing derealization to the point where he doesn't know where he is or is this a, a tweaker who's having an adventure is this an angry person who and now i look like his wife like what am i dealing with over here and i'm like you know ammunition's pretty expensive maybe he doesn't have any i'm trying to look at the bottom of the weapon to see if there's even a magazine in it is the slide open like the whole time this is happening, I'm just analyzing, analyzing, analyzing. Only had one like crossing thought where I was like, I wonder what fucking hot hell that's going to feel like if he doesn't just kill me. Like if this shit like rips through my guts, I wonder what that will feel like. Mm -hmm. But then I just went back to analyze the situation, analyze the situation. And I waited long enough, you know, trying to decide if I could move my right arm for my phone to dial 911 without getting shot. How still can you be while you reach for your phone? Can you talk to 911 basically like, you know, what are those fucking ventriloquists? <laughs> Yeah. Can I have a conversation yeah. with 911 without moving my lips? I did. Um, but, you know, also in, in between the frustration of the complete lack of situational awareness in the bitch in front of me 
just sitting in her car, completely oblivious to the fact that there's no oncoming traffic. We could have run this light. We didn't have to stay here. <laughs> I didn't have to live this life. But I was on the phone with 911 for like a minute and a half. This guy had a gun pointed at me for close to two minutes of my life. And when the light turned green and the woman in front of me drove away, he kept the gun level pointed at my head as he crossed in front of my vehicle. And when he got to the far side of my vehicle, he ran across those lanes and started pointing the gun at everybody on the freeway. And that's when I got scared. It was the weirdest thing. Like when it was just him and me, we were locked in this vacuum of analysis. As soon as he started threatening the hundreds of people and he was far away, what was I supposed to do? How can I, I can't have him doing this to other people. Like I can handle this <laughs> fucking weird, you know? Um, but knowing what I know now, you know, I laughed about it later and there I made, I made some pretty damn good jokes later as a matter of fact, but knowing what I know about everything that how trauma goes into your body, you know, that sort of thing. I knew I was driving to work. I had no time to like discharge this energy or like go for a run and make my body understand that I had moved away from that because I had to sit and do nothing while this happened for two minutes. That locks some shit in your body, you know? So I had to go to work and get locked in a small room where I had to take care of other people and be the epitome of Zen chill fucking bitch. <laughs> and the whole time I'm like trying to crawl out of my own skin. And it was finally like my second to last massage of the day. I had my hands on this guy and in my head, I saw him like cresting up over the embankment again. I saw, you know, it's just like keeps replaying in your head. Yeah. But I saw in my head him cresting up over the thing and I heard in my head, Jesus Christ, that's Jason Bourne. <laughs> and I almost fucking... Of course. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's Jason Bourne. That's Jason Bourne. And, and, you know, I just almost started cracking up in the middle of this, like, quiet-ass room. I'm giving this dude a massage. Like, I almost just went into hysterics. But I knew that I was going to be okay then but I also heard myself later saying something out loud that I didn't mean to say out loud to my spa co-workers who do not need to know this about my life where I was like you know I've been shot at hella times before but like this was different <laughs> I've been shot at hella times before I mean enough a handful and um this just felt like so personal. That's what I was just thinking. And then your coworkers like, are like, personal? excuse me. <laughs> I don't, do I know this motherfucker? <laughs> oh. Oh, well, God. But, that's 
the one thing even, you know, and, and thinking about the a moment like that too, it's like when you're saying like when it was just you and he, uh, you, you and him, um, it's like, you can handle this moment. Whereas once you started, you know, going at, at other people, it's like, oh, you know, but can they handle this moment? I know I can. No, no, no. Come, come back here. Come back here. You know, you know, there's something to that as well, though, that comes with trauma and, and having gone through just, you know, so much shit prior. It, it's like, you know, I think about like my daughter in situations like I always saw my wife and it's like, kind of like, you know, she's far smarter than either of us at her age, you know, in, in so many ways. But, you know, I don't like to be outdone. So I like to point out, <laughs> yeah, but I'm smarter than her in other ways, though. Yeah. From, yes. from that age. But yeah. I don't want her to have to, you know, have that intelligence. I don't want yes. her to have to have the street smarts and, no. and understanding, you know, how to navigate the streets. But, you know, that's one of those things, again, though, it's like you would never wish it upon anyone else. And I think that's part of that protector mindset too it's like you know being a parent period so you know you know the mama bear and you came out in that moment and he's like oh no he's going after you know everybody else well, no, no no come back here come back here yeah 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 hey, buddy buddy this buddy, is me. This, me you <laughs> like like this you, like i brought you to this dance well, you're gonna abandon me too <laughs> like dad I've just, been a, I've just been abandoned by my shooter <laughs> it's like wait a minute are you leaving me Fuck, you're just like my dad. You're just what like the fuck my are you dad. Doing, dude? I should have just yelled that out the window as I drove away. <laughs> I, I promise you, he would have been like, "What the what fuck?" The, he probably would have dropped the guy's like, "Lady, you just, okay?" Yeah, he would have like, "Do you need to talk?" And sat in the passenger seat with you, like, "Look, I'm here if you need me." Like, here, I'm gonna put the gun down. <laughs> Do you want some of this mess? <laughs> like, yeah. Like you can hit this with me. Hey, we're gonna be um, okay. We'll do this together. Oh god. Teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, no, but I hear I do, I hear what you're saying. Well, but also growing up with that that kind of childhood trauma. I was the oldest of six. So I've been responsible for my parents, I've been responsible for my siblings my whole life. So yeah. There's a guy with a gun pointed at my face, and I'm like, all right. So this is happening to me. That's, you know, is that man pointing a gun at me? A fucking course it is. This is your life. You're fucking weird. Your life is weird. Of course it is. Of course that's happening. But as soon as he started involving other people, I was like, no, no, no. Look, no. I can't be responsible for the hundreds of people driving on the freeway right now, sir. (laughs) Like if you hurt them, I don't know what to do. Come back here. Come back here. Like I got, I got something to tell you. Yeah, you get oh. your ass back here right now. <laughs> and you know, I don't know. It, it's like in these moments, it does good. It gets weird, but also, um, just having to not constantly be in that mode that fight or flight mode 
And sometimes people are just always in it no matter what. Yes. Um, like, I, I, th I think back um, to something you said before when we, we might not have been recording. I think we we're just talking. Like, I don't know, but like, we we're talking about our age and how people our age, like peers our age, complain about being old. Mm. And you're like, no, like mm -hmm. celebrate that shit. Yeah, like, check it you out. know, so many they haven't made it this far. So, dude, like all my friends are dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it it's like every um incarcerated. Yeah, well, yeah, I got you know paralyzed, incarcerated, yes. deceased. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one uh, we go to. Uh, a get together every July and October, specifically October, a Halloween party. Um, and you know, my buddy Bobby, who um, is the host of Nerve Age Radio, you know, you know, he'll hug me after because we'll do a toast to um, our, our buddy Brutus, who passed away, uh, you know, 12 years or well, 13 years this October. Ooh. Um, and you know, he'll come over and hug me and say, man, it's just us. Cause w when we used to hang out, um, growing up, it was, there was this house that we called the world. Um, and it, it was just, it was such a bizarre place. It, it's, I can't even describe it, but it was just such a fucking, like, if if you put cameras in there like it was the fucking real world, you you'd have a hell of a reality show. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you don't know if you're gonna walk into a house, you know, of you know, people doing keg stands, you know, you know, lap dances and stripping, um, drugs, or or board games, you know, right? You know, like weird shit. It's just like it, it was just such yeah. a wacky place, but um. There were so many different Sounds people like that came. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then the thing is that all felt normal to me. That that's what's yes. goofy about like moving down here is I didn't necessarily cling to the to the kids who had like you know a different upbringing than me who had like you know just a nicer family uh, unit where my grandparents were very supportive. But I always ran to hang out with the kids who, oh, you guys, you know, got some shit going on too. Well, I did. Let me come yeah. get into your shit. And yes. you know, got into chaos. And and the thing is, you know, with Bobby, he, you know, he'll always remind me, he's like, look, it's just us too. And like, yeah, that is just the case. It's like, it is us too. Out of out of everyone that came through those doors, you know, a lot of them have passed away. Um incarcerated yeah uh, one's paralyzed because he tried to fucking rob somebody and he picked the wrong person so they fucking shot him shot him in the spine or right yeah yeah yep. and he got it yeah and, and and that's just the thing it's like you know when we look back like on that it's like you know there, there are those moments where you're like shit why us why do we make it through oh yeah, yeah. oh oh that whole survivors thing yes 
Yes. And, and, and the thing is, that I know, you know, individuals who've been in even worse situations and then may have even worse survivors remorse um, than us, because for us, it, it was indirect. You know, it, it's <laughs> like this, this is over the years where yeah. like later on things start happening to people. And it's like, well, how do we get out of that? Well, we I, I know for me. It, it was it was my wife, you know, and, right. and for him. Same deal. I mean, that that's that's kind of the common denominator there is like, you know, we both met, you know, our, our girlfriends, our wives. And basically, we didn't want to risk, you know, our relationship for the streets, if you know, for lack of a better term. Um, but, you know, I, I know individuals who are directly involved in situations where you know, peers have died and, you know, they didn't. And I can only imagine it's so much fucking worse for them because that's a moment for them that, you know, they, they have to live with. Um, whereas like, you know, Bobby and I, yes, we lost friends along the way, but, you know, and it's not, not saying it's any less tragic or any more tragic, but it's like over the years, you know, there's almost the separation of like, you know, what happened to so-and-so. Oh, this happened. Oh, damn, dude. You know, we used to be cool like that as kids. You know, what happened to this person? Oh, you know, they're locked up. Well, fuck. You know, what happened to this person? Oh, he's paralyzed. Well, goddamn, dude. Why? You know, what happened? You know, right. But it's still, you know, when you start looking at those things, too, it's like, well, you know, some of these individuals made choices that, you know, you, you want to live that life. And there you are. We didn't. Yes. Yeah. Well, it... Mm -hmm. Oh. You know, this whole human predicament is so messy. It's so messy. And just more and more, it becomes apparent that, you know, circling back on that whole social safety thing, we want to know that we're accepted, that somebody's going to be there with us. And when we start to lose that connection, which is something that, you know, social media gives us that false feeling of having social safety and social connection. It's not, it's not, it's not a replacement for those things. Um, but it becomes more and more apparent that we need each other pretty fucking bad. And we need each other to level up to a point where we stop just looking at our own shit like i know what's right i know this i know that and you look over at people who we think are fucking up and they're like ah he's fucking up it's fucking suffering your friends who are fucking up are suffering and they need like a some some grounding they need connection cool I sometimes wonder now too, you know, just as we age and, and I think about that, you know, as a kid, you know, I remember looking at my grandparents and I was like, man, y'all ain't got no friends. Y'all like, <laughs> um, What are you guys, assholes? <laughs> like, yeah, nobody like you? You're just pretty fucking nice to me. Can't you be nice yeah. to other fucking people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you do? Uh, you know, like, why doesn't anybody ever come over and hang out? They should, um, but you know, it's like as as I'm older now, and I start looking, you know, at, at 
you know, just kind of life and, and, and relationships and connections and stuff. And I try to remind myself, it's like, it's not like when we're kids, like, hey, man, you want to go hang out? It's almost like you kind of have to, like, schedule appointments to hang out with each other. Like, you, like cats got, you know, families now. Um, and, and those that don't have families, it's like, those are the wild ones. Because it's like, hey, man, so I'm going to I'm going to the Bahamas this week. Can you try to go? Like, no, <laughs> motherfucker. I got to take off from work. I got, I got a family. Like, are you paying? Yeah. Like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. But... I, I do think about, you know, kind of the whole social thing, though, because I think that's always that acceptance thing is always going to be there. And to some degree, I still kind of handle social media how I handle real life, where it's like I have people that I communicate with that I care about, both in real life and through social media. And and I like to think that those people know that I care yourself being one of those people. Um, and, you know, for those who you know, might say whatever, have an opinion one way or the other. And I, you know, I don't particularly care for the opinion. I handle the shit the same way I handle real life. I was like, Oh, well, fuck you. But yeah, but yes. the difference being with social media is I could block you. Right. Or yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I could just get away from there. Get away from there. Um. Yeah. Or I could just leave, you know, I, you know, I, I have options, but you know, but I still try to make it very clear to those that I do care about, you know, those that I would call friends. It's like, I still try to have a connection. Even if I take a, 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 a you know, kind of a break away, you know, I still kind of reach out to some degree just so people yes. are like, Hey, like, I may not be fucking with this crowd, like the, this entire, you know, ocean of people, but I want you motherfuckers to know that, like, I fucks with you. Yes. So I really, when I went off social media, when I gave the account away, when, when all of that happened, I recognize that my experience on social media is not going to be, you know, the, the way other people experience it. For me, it was becoming a thing where I opened Instagram every morning with a deep sense of responsibility to other people. And I would have 120 messages there <laughs> people waiting for something i was responsible for obviously <laughs> um, and uh, i had to go through and open every one of the messages to find out if it was something important or not and a lot of the times it was pretty fucking important to that person. Um, you know, I had, due to the nature of the account, and this is why I went, you know, started the schooling I'm, I'm in. Um, I was reading a lot of personal trauma 
people are like, look, this is what's happening in my gym. My instructor did this, that, and the other thing. My people in my gym are abusing me this way, or I came to jujitsu because of this thing that happened or, and so it would just be getting slammed with things that were re-traumatizing myself. I felt like I had done a pretty good job. Look, I'm, you know what? I did a fucking great job <laughs> not encouraging in any way flirtatious solicitations. There weren't dick pics filling up the DMs. You know, it wasn't that kind of thing. However, that makes one of us. Yeah, exactly. I, well, Jesus. Jesus. Danny Patrick is basically now living that jits bitch life. And it's fucking hysterical to realize that if we do a podcast again, we're going to be reading his DMs. Um, <laughs> I, so I get some of the, the kickback from his DMs because I repost it, like a meme of his, his every stuff. Tuesday. Yeah. And people yeah. jump in and they're like, oh, my God. Like, fortunately, he jumps into the comments himself. So yes. I was like, I, I don't I don't need to smoke. This is his. I'm just, I'm just, you know, a facilitator. He doesn't even need me to do this. I'm just doing it because I need to fill space. Well, and, and I thought it was fucking funny. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry you like, don't. That's but, why I repost it. Yeah, exactly. And this is my shit. And if you don't like what's here, fucking unfollow me harder, daddy. So Jesus Christ. Anyway, it was so much where I, it was traumatizing me to the point where I couldn't connect with people in any sense of safety. There were very few people in my messages on a social media platform that were healthy, enjoyable, you know, communication and, and, It got to the point where I was getting so shut down, so shut down that I was well below fight or flight on that ladder of regulation. I was just down at the bottom where it's like, I'm in a hole under a rock in a cave. I can't feel anything any of you are saying to me. I can't feel anything that I feel outwardly. And so even though there were people around saying, we love you, you've done so much, you're so helpful. You know, all of these, I couldn't feel anything. And I knew I had to do something because that's not me. I'm like warm and squishy and loving to the point where it's pretty disgusting. <laughs> so to be getting to the point where I was like, that's weird. I don't feel anything. I was like, oh, I have to do something because I've seen well, and how much of my personal life do I talk about on a podcast? I'll talk about my trauma all day, but you know, like real personal, personal things. Um, you know, I spent a lot of years of my life with somebody who was a combat veteran and, um, really just incapable of 
connecting emotionally for any length of time. It would come and go, disappear for six weeks, just be gone. Um, and so I was living that reality too. And just all of those things together, I had no um, human connection, no, no safety in that. And um, because I had already seen what happens when somebody reaches that point and they get that shut down, it is incredibly difficult to get out of that. And I don't have that option. I don't have that option. I don't live a life where I have the privilege of just like checking out and going, fuck it. I'll, you know, get this next round or whatever comes next or whatever. Um, I got responsibilities. And so I had to get up and save myself and, you know, um, walk away from what I felt was my responsibilities to just an awful lot of people every day, an awful lot of people. Like I was so grateful the day Instagram switched from telling you how many messages you actually had to just going out. Like we max out at 20. We'll just tell you it's 20. That's <laughs> like, thanks. It feels more manageable. And you open it and you're all, it's not. <laughs> you lie. You lie to me not, again. None of this is manageable. I need a help. <laughs> Instagram has a way of making you think one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah, it's, it's safe. It's it's all good. It's all good. Just kidding. You just, just come on in here. Just come on. Just it's just a full size candy bar. Come on. <laughs> Get in my shopping cart. It's okay. It's all right. I'll push you around the block twice. Two times. Eat what you want in there. So that and there we are. That's where that dark humor thing gets in, which is also part of it too. Like I get along with combat veterans so well because we have the most horrid, horrid meme collections, sense of humor, you know, just like sending things to each other where it's like, <laughs> oh, that's wrong. <laughs> huh. to, the, to the wrong person, it's wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're making jokes about a guy who literally abducted children. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of wrong. <laughs> it's fucked up, but we're like, oh, he didn't kidnap you. Something must be wrong with you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can make all the jokes. He didn't get me. I'm yeah. safe. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> I made it. Escaped that one, too. Mm. There's still time. Right. I mean. I'm, give it I'm only 45. So Give it, give it time. Yeah. yeah. People live longer and longer now anyway. Some of yeah. them. Hmm. Fortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, I know at one point, um, you know, when when you're running the account, you, you, like, just see, I would always, you know, kind of talk, you know, out, you know, out of Instagram about, you know, some of the stuff I would see you doing. And, and it was, you know, in a good way, in a positive way, just speaking of how you are a positive influence and and the thing is i encounter individuals through you know because of you um yeah. you know I, i'd meet you know other um you know I, I guess instagrammers if you will um you know because of you because there, there's still some people every so often i see them pop up and i'm like like how do i know you know who are, 
Oh. Like, oh, okay, that's I know you. And, yeah. and, and, you know, that's not to, like, kind of, you know, dismiss them or anything. It's just, like, I always try to have some understanding of connection as to, you know, is it someone that I just happened upon or they happened upon me or did I, you know, meet you through reposting something of this person and then we struck up a conversation. Right. Things like that. But, I, you know, I remember um, seeing a few of your posts and, you know, you're always putting up. Uh, you know, GoFundMe's and fundraisers for people. And, you know, that was just one of those things where, you know, you look at it and it's like, and, and, and maybe I've learned from it on my own end as well. Because with you, there's kind of this burnout and this, this, this sense of responsibility, like you have to do it, you have to help. And ideally, you know, you, you know, I'm that way too. Oh yeah, I, I think seeing seeing like what it's done to you, and also just going through my own therapies and stuff with my therapist, realizing hey, you can't rescue everyone. No, I do it less and less, but you know, it's like I, I've kind of made it where people just know they just if they tag me in something, I'm just going to repost it in the stories type deal. Yeah. But um, when there's a matter of like, um. Uh, Kamor Mama, uh, yeah. Ashley, Ashley. You, you know, I, I, I saw her post and she didn't ask me or anything. She didn't say anything to me. I just started reposting um, the GoFundMe for her and just, you know, just looking, I was like, look, I don't have to do this. She didn't ask me to do it, but I want to help however I can. Um, yes. And, and then um, uh, Amy um uh hybrid healer yes you know same though she didn't reach out or anything i just i was just like in in part of that is you know seeing what you've done and how you've helped people i want to help too but i also have kind of this this marker in my head of knowing like look i know this also is what pushed you away well, is feeling a sense of having to help you know what it was it was that i was trying to do these things I, you know, I've learned a lot from that. You can do all of that. You can do the philanthropy. You can do, you know, fundraising. You can help people out. No problem. What was burning me out was all the dudes every day who it wasn't necessarily flirtatiousness. It wasn't anything like that, but it was this constant need for attention uh, my time, my awareness, my consciousness was constantly on these other people. And it was like getting in the way of what I was trying to do. And so definitely what I've learned is like, if someone were going to set something up, that's why we have organizations, you know, that's why we have nonprofits, because you set something up that's an entity. It's not a person. It's not a right. And there is a functional way to help with very clear boundaries on what those communications are, what those responsibilities are, and it becomes tasks to do. It's just the fucking work. You just do the work without all of the convoluted human predicament part in it, which gets mixed up. You know, every now and then some guys like, you know, <laughs> 
those messages I'd get where I'd just have to tell him, like, you must be new. Like, just go from here. <laughs> you don't. Like, oh, my God. There's still new people signing up for Instagram. Wow. Yeah. I guess well, we you found must... one. <laughs> or you must be new to this page because I don't know if you've seen what I do to guys who send messages like this, but it's I'm farming you for comedy. Um, keep, keep it up, buddy. This is getting good. But so, you know, if I were to do something like that again, to build a, a community page, that sort of thing, um, I feel like it would have to be just something that's just far more focused, um, a lot of boundaries and learning how to just leave people on red that aren't contributing to the goal, right? Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, it was about me learning how to navigate my own, right? Like people pleasing or like what my sense of responsibility was to people that I have no responsibility to. I don't have a responsibility to answer your messages. You know, if you guys are messaging and I'm obviously just sort of like, bleh, 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 fucking figure it out. <laughs> Seems simple enough, but you know, <laughs> people. People. Well, but that's it too, is it's not... I didn't want my view of the world and of people to be what it was starting to be. You know, I don't want that. I, yeah, I want, leave me my delusions is something I tell people all the time. <laughs> Fair. Just leave me my delusions. I'm so much happier when I think that we're all in this together and we're all self-aware and we're all trying. <laughs> oh, I, I feel like that's the thing though, too, is like, you know, when people don't, it, it's like, wh what's the saying? I, I don't, I'm going to butcher it. So I'm not even going to say it cause I can't even fucking remember it anymore, but it has something to do with, you know, what's happening to me right now. I can't fucking remember cause I'm dumb. So it's like, Something to the effect of like, you know, if people think you're dumb, you know, just let them think you. But you know, don't open your mouth and let them confirm that you're dumb. Some bullshit. I'm gonna yeah, edit yeah, that no, out. no, 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 no. Don't edit it out because I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. But that's it. It's like, yeah, if somebody walks in the room and thinks you're a fool, it's better to stay silent than to speak up and prove him right. Like, yeah, yeah, you said it. You said it. Something like that. But but yeah, it, it's like that's the thing with like a lot of social media too. It's like um I, I put up some post uh a couple days ago with a girl in competition where she kicked the girl off of her, yeah, sent yeah. her through the air. Yeah. And Jesus Christ. Like the comments were all relatively positive. There I think there are two people who were like, Oh, that was you know unfair. How's that not a foul? You know, but it, that that falls in that pocket where it's like it's not even so much about majority rules, you know. Well, everybody says it's fair, so it's fair. But I mean, the referee didn't call it foul, right. so you know it, it's just fair. And that's not to say all the referees are you know all knowing are the best. But I mean, look, the, the ref 
you know, it, it was fine. Right. You know? Right. There's a lot of that too, though. Mm. Like, well, people people like to speak up when, you know, like everyone on the internet is an expert. Yeah. Yeah. I would get a lot of that too. The guys who come in, I made one of those vintage comic memes once where like this chick is laying on her back on a picnic blanket on the grass and she's got her hand on her temple and she's sort of looking away from the guy who's leaning over her and it said, did you just fart? And she was like, I had protein shakes for lunch. Like, this is a joke about fart milk. This is a joke about protein shakes giving you farts. People, farts are funny. And <laughs> I get this guy who goes in the, in the comments, I remember, he was like, who eats protein before a workout? <sighs> but but it's so it's but that's fascinating, right? It's like you don't have protein all day until after you work out. How do you know she didn't work out before lunch? Do you only work out in the evening? Is your existence the only existence there is? Like <laughs> just that's at, what I shut the fuck I up definitely and laugh a, at the thing. <laughs> I definitely get a lot of that where like, you know, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier with stuff where it's like you know, their existence is the only existence they know. So it's like, yeah. you know, but, but it's hard for, you know, it's, it's like, it's hard for them to see, oh, well, people might work out at other times of the day. You know, they might drink their yeah. protein shakes at a different time of the day. Maybe that, that chick gets up in the morning, all. does her workout, and then does her protein shake. I mean, but it does, what, why... Do you feel the need? What is it? What is that? Actually, I've read a lot of books about what that is. We won't go into it. It's, that's a whole other thing. <sighs> I mean, that's the thing. The internet gives everybody the opportunity to voice their opinion. And, you know, like I said, when it, when it comes to the internet, everyone's an expert. So, I, which is funny because... I've seen lawyers get into arguments with people on the internet. It's like, dude, you don't even have to, you have nothing to prove. Yeah. Like, like why, why are you arguing with this guy on the internet? That That's why, like, right now, whenever I post, I read the comments. I don't go in and interact in the comments because, mm. it, like, first off, I don't need to have a battle with you over the internet. Like, I did come across a post I put up on TikTok. Um, before Conor McGregor fought Dustin Poirier the third time. Mm. And in an interview, I didn't put up the interview yet. I just put up a picture of the quote. And he says, I only count knockouts. Yeah, I remember you know, that. I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't count tapping, you know, yeah. you know, all this shit. And someone goes in the comments and goes, the only thing is he didn't say that, though. And I replied, I was like, but he did. He was like, no, he didn't. So I was like, okay, cool. So I went and found the exact sound clip, reposted it, and tagged that person in the post. I said, hey, so here it is. Yeah. And that only comes up because I was going, like, I just started posting on TikTok again today. And I went back to that comment because I was like, I thought that was pretty funny. Let me go back and look at it. Oh, his account is deleted because he's no longer there. Right. Um, but it's like people will argue anything on the internet. And it's like, if you give the energy back and argue with them, then you just you just did what they wanted. You, you just stooped to their level. Now you just prove that you're both fucking dummies. And yes. 
is, you know, when I see lawyers, you know, arguing with with people on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook, it's like, God, come on, dude, you're better than this, aren't you? Aren't you? Well, but no, but see, that also that also helps you and I, people like you and I, with our sort of biases toward people we assume are somehow better than us because they've accomplished the thing. Somehow they became a lawyer, which means that at some point they were actually interested in justice or something wrong. <laughs> wrong. These are probably just people who like to argue. So <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> yeah. Good point. <laughs> or they didn't even want to become lawyers, but their parents made them become lawyers. And now oh, they just like to argue. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you just never know. There's no, they aren't better than that. Nobody's better than that, you know? Yeah. Like, I used to want to be a lawyer until I realized that, you know, I don't really want to argue. Actually, the watching The Devil's Advocate made me not want to be a lawyer. Oh, my God. I haven't seen that in forever. Yeah. I, I, I keep, every time it comes up, I'm like, I got to watch that tonight. And then I don't. And I'm not going to watch tonight either. I think I got to watch Wishmaster or something. I don't fucking know what I got to watch. But um, but that made me say, no, I don't think I'm going to be a lawyer now. Like just looking at the whole, you know, you got to win the case. And then he ended up having to defend the teacher, you know, just shit like that. I was like, nope, I don't think that's something I want to do. And then I realized it's a lot of work. I'm not about that life. Yeah. So. Yeah, there is that whole a lot of work part <laughs> if you say a lot of work i'm gonna say yeah i'm gonna go ahead and check out now that's why i do yeah. projects yeah 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 just yeah. plug in just say nonsense and they're like dude like like that's a lot of work no, dude like i recorded what between friday and sunday four episodes so about eight hours of podcasts and like dude that's a lot i was like no dude i'm just talking Right. I'm just hanging out with my friends. Yeah. yeah. I like these people. So it's not really a lot. It's actually okay. Like, but like doing like shit like lawyer and doctor shit and yeah. like shit where you got to do like a lot of hard work. I don't want to do that. Yeah. See, I work pretty fucking hard. Um, mm -hmm. I work pretty fucking hard and it's a lot to keep track of everybody's everything and all that sort of thing, but I love my work. I love what I do, you know, and that was another thing too, is that, you know, I'm a helper person. I know this. Um, and I need to have an outlet for that helping and just being shut down during the pandemic. I had, I had not a lot of outlet for my helperness. Um, but being able to sort of like get set free and come back to work has given me the opportunity to remember why the fuck I do what I do in the first place and to remember that, you know, you just do what you can with what you have where you are, right? Yeah. Each of my clients that I work with and you know, whether it's body work or trauma work, whatever, and they're floating out of my office and you can tell something positive has happened for that person. Bam, done. I have done something today. 
What are you giving back? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a person doing people things. <laughs> and, and I think that's, you know, an important thing though, too, is, you know, in our day-to-day -day lives, our work, you know, anything just work with just period. Um, having the ability to give back, having the ability to help or contribute or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, I, you know, I always talk to my manager about that at work. It's like, dude, we're not fucking helping anybody. We're just stealing money from people. This shit is trash. I don't fucking do this. Yeah. And, you know, and even with that, it's like, there are people we're helping. You know, when people come in, they pour their hearts out, you know, you sit there and talk with them and, you know, listen to them and, 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 and strike up a, a relationship. And it's like, okay, there is some moments of help in others. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it. It's, I mean, it's part of that seeking social safety thing seeking human connection some of us get so shut down that we stop seeking it at all which is where i was headed right people were reaching out to me and trying to connect with me or connect to me and i was just like <laughs> the little beauty dude we're sorry <laughs> the number you're trying to reach has fucking left the planet um you know but we don't just want to receive social safety. We, it's a two way street. We want to know that, you know, we're contributing, we're productive, we're worth something. It, it helps us reestablish our sense of worth and reaffirming to ourselves, you know, that these things happen in the world, right? Where you're like, you know what? I can fucking help you. And that tells me that in the world, helping happens because sometimes I fucking need help, you know, need to know it's coming. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, my daughter tonight for bedtime, we listen to, um, she always gets a, a quiet song as she calls it before bed. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's Mariah Carey. You know, shake it off. <laughs> um, uh, no, like we we do some Mariah Carey songs, but not that one. But no. um, like she she wants to hear what the world needs now, and you know, just listen to that. And we used to sing like sing that song a lot. And I remember when you know just everything was happening in 2020, and that's when the song was really big for her. And I remember thinking like, man, like my, my four-year-old has a better understanding of what the world needs than, you know, a bunch the of world. fucking <laughs> yeah. like, and, and even just like when uh, she sang it tonight, because what I do is um, I have my earbuds in and I'll give her the other earbud and I, I turn the music on. I was like, I'll be right back. And I come back to the room and she's, you know, sing, you know, singing, singing her little heart out to the song. And it, you know, just was that reminder, especially just again, you know, just with everything that's going on, it's like, yeah, this, this six year old now, 
has a fucking better grasp on what the world needs right now. It's love. I mean, we we all need to care more. Um, but I don't know. It, it, it's it's tough. I don't think it's tough to care. I think it's it is tough. tough to care. I think it's tough to understand. Which then kind of because there are a lot of people that I think they care, but then it gets to another point of caring in situations like not understanding another party's side enough to care. Well, okay, so but that's it is that we are on a mass scale beginning to lack empathy as a world society. Um, to levels that I just can't even, I can't even comprehend. And that was something, you know, that social media was reaffirming to me constantly was that people just have no empathy. They take no time to, and I say they, but you know, there's, yeah. And you know, here's the other fun fact is that I can tell you that the people who are not on social media, if you just go outside and you talk to people who aren't on social media, they aren't anything like the people who are on social media. And so when you spend all of your time on social media and you get these, you know, things affirmed to you that the, the world is lacking empathy, that um, people really just are becoming more and more psychopathic, sociopathic through social media because you can just say whatever the fuck you want to anybody ain't nothing you know it, it encourages separation in so many ways and it, yeah it, it, you know it's something i really really hope people check into is ensuring that you know you're not just contaminating your brain with these things nonstop too, you know, it, it took a lot for me to cultivate the, the page I had to the point where people didn't troll, you know, I didn't get a lot of that. I didn't get it. It really, but it, it took so much work to sort of be like, no, we're not going to have that experience here. <laughs> this little corner of the fucking internet. <laughs> I thought I was getting around it. And I, I, I had I had a little system, but the trolls don't care. Now, it, basically, you have to follow me to leave a comment. Oh. And I was like, yeah. Well, that's I think that's part of why I have so many follows, because I'll post something. People, oh, I got to say something. And then they forget to unfollow. Yeah. Um, but I got to this point where people will say something shitty. And if I did want to respond... And this was very rare. I think I've done it three times now where I just go to him and say, thanks for the follow. And this one guy came back at me in the DMs and was like, there, I unfollowed you, you fucking cunt. Oh, it's like, okay. <laughs> or, you know, I just gave him a smiley face. I was like, okay. And then he had, he had more to say because I gave him a smiley face. I was like, Jesus Christ, dude, relax. Right, um, right. But, but that's that whole social media thing because there's no face there's no person attached to it there's no physical although where i live at and in, in the area that i work in there are a lot of people that got some bold things to say 
quite frequently. And I'm just like, wow, I can't believe you said that out loud in in, in here. But okay. Where somebody could just, you know, reach out and touch me. But that's what I'm saying is it's like it's creating a, a different social environment. And, it, you know, it's not just online that people behave that way anymore. It's spreading. You know, if you're on social media and you're out running around, chances are you've begun to, you know, engage with the world differently. And I did. I absolutely did. In a lot of ways, having that account specifically and having to go through the growing pains I went through to get to the point where I'm like, unfollow me harder. You know, everybody's like, how do I get people to follow me? This is like such a vulnerable thing. Everything I put out, I'm like, oh, I should have done this at a different time of day. I shouldn't have said it that way. Oh, fuck. There's a typo. What's going to happen? Some people didn't like it. Oh, my God, I'm trash. Why? Fuck. Putting myself under that kind of pressure long enough, though, got me to a completely different level of the fuckets that I have never had before as a socially anxious human being. I am so much more confident. I don't give a fuck about so many of the things I used to give a fuck about. Like if somebody talks shit to me now, I'm just kind of like, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, just get the smiley face, laugh. <laughs> right on, man. Like, okay. You have a good fucking day. Yeah, it's like, all right, go enjoy that misery that you're you're eating over there. I'm gonna go chuckle, dickhead. Yeah, you're all caught up in your shit, man. Fucking caught up in your fucking trip, man. (laughs) Well, I don't know. It's, I mean, you know, all of this, the the social media, and and not even just that podcast too. You know, yeah, it's becoming a weird way of communicating. I mean, yeah, I, I made the podcast mostly because during COVID, I couldn't see or talk to anybody. So I was like, fuck it. And, and most of my friends in real life, like friends that I grew up with, they don't like to talk on the phone. So I was like, here, but if you say, hey, you want to be in my podcast? Dude, they're willing to sit down and talk for hours. I was like, you fucking weirdo. Um, but that's it, right? Because now they get to that chance to open themselves to broader social acceptance and social safety. Yeah. I I've had the, I've had episodes I've recorded with friends that I ended up not putting out because you could like, I, I got the sense as we're, cause like you and I were talking. Yeah. Like, like I told you in the beginning, I get nervous and you know, I'm having like a mini panic attack, but once we get rolling, it's just a conversation. We're just talking. But I've had people on where, you know, they're like, oh, man, I've never done a podcast before. I'm nervous. And then they get on and then you could tell they're trying to put on a performance like, motherfucker, I've known you all my life. You've never spoken like that. You've never said things like that. You've never sounded like that. When did you start rolling your R's? (laughs) (laughs) For the love of God, don't stop. (laughs) It's like, like, what the fuck is going on here? But I've had episodes where I, I refuse to put out because it's like, okay, you're putting on that. You know, I'll say some bullshit like, oh, no, you know, uh, the audio got weird. You know, some something goofy. It's like, we got to record now that. Now you're again. ratting on yourself. Uh, fuck them. <laughs> like, they know who they are. Um, you, know who, you know why. 
But you know, <laughs> in you know, we'll sit down and record again with the hopes that okay, maybe it'll be you know their natural selves, which it turns out like okay, that second time, it's just them being them. But you know, it's, it's exactly what you say. You know, there's this opportunity now to reach a broader audience, which I mean, to be honest, my podcast, no, not really. Like, you're all, you're all, look, I made seven dollars on Anchor. Um, <laughs> like, like, well, no, that, that's the horror podcast. It's like nobody listens to that shit, and that's the one that you figure people would listen to. I actually yeah. put work into that podcast. Like, you actually, like, I actually like, listened to it to make sure it was okay. Oh, no, I don't do that. But, oh, no, 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 don't get carried away. Like, no, like, relax. Relax. <laughs> listen to it but, but like we're doing like horror on like different decades and like i put in like research and i'm studying i'm watching movies i'm super excited about that it's like they're like yeah hey, yeah cool great work dummy we're not listening to that go like put us on to the one where you're like talking shit though i was like oh okay oh. Like, great i mean i like doing that too i guess or whatever <laughs> like let us listen to the one where you're drinking beer and taking edibles like okay I guess you just, you just want to see me self-destruct at this point. But th- that's what I was just going to say is that's another thing that I felt so strongly with, with the account, you know, and even just now, even logging into the one that was my backup account where it literally used to say, I'm just here to unfurl a little bit. I have no idea what this is going to be, but people ran over to follow it. I don't know what the fuck they were expecting. But I laugh when I post anything now, just normal person posting things. It's not, I'm not coming from that place where I'm like, I will entertain you today. Just posting some shit. And it's, it's interesting. I, you know, I don't know what they want. What the fuck? What the fuck do you people want? Um, Cause I really get this feeling where they're like, that's right. Dance, entertain us, you know? Yeah. I do think people to some degree have that ideal too, when it comes to our social medias, when it comes to podcasts and it's like your entertainment and yeah, I'm not a performer. I'm just a person. My co-host, when we started um, our other show, I was like, look, dude, I'm not doing this. Like, like this is us. We're friends. We're talking, we're drinking beer and talking. I mean, and you know, we'll put it out there for people to hear, but it's not a performance, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing shit to entertain people. I'm not doing special segments, you know, so people can like, you know, laugh and, and, you know, think, Oh, look at, listen to these practical jokers. And granted, you know, we might say some shit that might come off to be, you know, funny to some that's cool, but you know, it's not like we're like, Hey, you know, I wrote this joke for the podcast tonight. Like, like, no, it's just, if, if you catch a moment where I say something funny, that's it. But it's not with the intent of being, you know, an entertainer. It's just me talking with a friend while reviewing a beer that I don't even like. It's like, right. <laughs> so you can like, listen to me suffer that yeah. way. Um. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, but it, it's like, I think, you know, part of the thing is when people follow into the other account too, is like there's connection. Because I get people uh trying to follow my personal account and i don't accept a lot let me rephrase that i initially because that was my original account so i had followers on there you know people just following not like not like oh what's not say up to today and then i made it private yeah once i started bjj wiki 
and then I get some crossover from there to, you know, from BJJ Wiki to there. And, you know, it was kind of a, you know, I don't, I don't really need to accept that, that, you know, follow request because I rarely post on there. When I do, it's, you know, just a regular, like, it's usually like an obscene, like not obscene, but, you know, just kind of like off the wall type meme where it's like, I, I think I posted a picture of like a, a rancher holding a fucking rooster. It was like, it was like all black and I, I, I'm not even going to go into what it was insinuating, but we can probably guess. You don't have to. That's fine. Yeah. You know, but it was <laughs> I'm like, already there. <laughs> but like I put, you know, I post shit like that, just kind of like off the random. And it's like, hey, don't forget I'm still alive. And I do shit yeah. like this. Yeah. You know, but in, 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 you know, that's friends and family. So that's, you know, my cousins, my sisters and shit. Like, oh my God, he is still alive. That's inappropriate. Yep. There he goes. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and then you won't see anything for another two months. But that's the thing. It's like, I think people want to have that connection. Like, oh, because I have, I have a lot of different accounts. And there are a lot of people that follow all the accounts, which to some degree, I look at certain people that follow. It's like, thanks for the support. I know they're following, the, you know, out of support. I think there are others that are following it to see like, well, what's he doing over here? It's like nothing, actually. <laughs> like some of these accounts I don't post at all. I just use them to like like other shit that I do to make other people think, oh, he has a following. I don't. Like all, yes. all I have is a bunch of different emails. <laughs> and I use those emails to get free trials on things. Yeah, well, this is the way. Um yeah, Speaking yeah, of which I need to know, update my Disney. <laughs> It is also <laughs> time for a new email. Um, <laughs> but, um, oh, but I have moments where I'm like, well, I don't know. What did I, I did one a couple weeks ago just for funsies to see how, see if I still had it, you know? Um, I did one of my free bad advice mm. in my stories. And that was always a big hit. People really like that. And I actually sort of thrive on that kind of comedic environment where if you give me something, I will immediately fuck it up and make it funny. <laughs> I think I, I sent I do the well that way. question, I think, like when, when you did the free bad advice, I, I, I'm pretty certain. I, I can't remember what I asked, though, but it was whatever it was you, you responded in. It was pretty funny. I was like, okay, she still got it. So I'm still there, you know, and I, I just think in that way, comedy can be intelligent and witty and engaging. And, you know, it's, it's a, it's a two way thing. We're both benefiting from it. I can still see if my emotional intelligence is high, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and it makes me wonder if I should, Maybe I could do that, you know, or I liked making the vintage jujitsu art pieces, the, you know what I mean? The Photoshop yeah. things that are just, yeah, I like, I like doing those. Um, but then, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I really just want to like live my life where people don't have expectations on me. <laughs> Understandable. I'm like god you guys well i wonder though too with that is 
it, it, I wonder if that's a thing though, too, with you being a female. Oh, that's part of it. Although I'm really happy, like Danny Patrick was getting some message recently. I mean, just in the last couple of days from some guy who was like, I'll show you the size of my condoms. I mean, not on my cock. You know what I mean? I was like, damn, you get some weird shit too. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm happy about it. <laughs> well, I had a guess recently. Um, I, I cut the part out of the episode. I can't they we basically like we're sitting here talking and he shows me his keys and he's talking about like, oh, you know, I have um essentially he was alluding to he had a cock ring on his key key ring. Um, he's like, Well, well I don't right, use this. <laughs> well, exactly when he says like, okay. That's gross. I like, well, no, I don't use this one. <laughs> and it was like massive. And I'm like, it's about the fucking size of this ring light that I have here. And I'm just thinking, like, okay, that's cool. Um, I don't feel comfortable with you here in my basement with me right now. Can you go <laughs> somewhere that isn't here now? Because he's a big fella. And I don't care how much jiu-jitsu I know. Like, now I feel I'm, a little threatened. Yeah, I'm not getting out of this unscathed. So, but... <laughs> Like there are some, we think there are eight billion people on the planet. There's bound to be a bunch of weirdos. Well, I want to say weirdos, but interesting cats. Um, yeah, well, I, yeah. Depends on how but, you interpret weirdos. Because I think weirdos are pretty great. Yeah, I'm a weirdo. I mean, we're all weirdos. Uh huh. Um, but it, it's like with the expectation thing. I often wonder if that's you know a male to female thing. I don't, and and maybe people message me with expectations. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm like too dumb to realize that people are like expecting me to do something. And I just post as I post because like I'm, I'm a creature of habit. I know at this time I post a meme, I post a technique video, and then I promote something. And that's just the way my cycle goes. And if someone sends me a message saying, hey, man, do the thing. He's like, eh, well, I mean, I got a queue over here. So yeah. whatever's next to the queue goes. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Maybe it's just my, my blind ignorance. Um, well, I also think that because I was creating, right, it was all coming from me. Yeah. And so people were like, I only like when you do that one thing. And I'm like, huh. that's nice. He's <laughs> like, oh, okay. Like, it, 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 tune in on fucking Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah, he's like, like, okay, like I'm here. Like, like, are you telling me to do that thing? Like, well, yeah. Like, all right, well, what's today? Thursday? Well, next Tuesday, bitch. Yeah. Like, be here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or, you know, Friday or whatever fucking day it is. It's like, I, I think too, it's like, you know, when when you have kind of a timetable, when you do things, it's like, you get it. It's like, okay, I'm going to do this at this point. Versus if you did it all the time, it's like, you know, taking the drug. If you take it all the time, you know. It stops being super cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, I can't tell you how much like smoking all this meth in this basement. It, it just got born. All of a sudden, I just like it sucks now. <laughs> yeah, it used to be cool. Yeah, I became a junkie. <laughs> now it's not cool. Now I'm now just sitting here. 
Yeah, doing nothing really fast, talking to the people in the wall. Like I got a microphone and, and some meth. Like, really? <laughs> like you got a whole bunch of new friends now all of a sudden. Yeah, I think that was a Beck song. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, hey, yeah. Uh, well, look. I enjoy talking with you and I, I'm glad that you're back. Well, thank Personally. you. I mean, yeah, but that's it. Like, I can't tell how back I am because I'm still Ooh. like going into freeze trauma response mode when certain things happen on social well, media. You know, I start going. <laughs> <laughs> so I think when I say back, I, I just, I mean, it like just in any, like you're there versus yeah. like off in you know <laughs> like when you left yeah. i was like oh no uh -huh. but then there was also that like you know i hope she's okay like you know yeah i almost I didn't wasn't... make it you guys like we can wrap up the end of this podcast <laughs> i almost didn't make it you guys i was not gonna make it and a lot of fucking people helped me out it was and now I'm at a place where I can actually feel that without shame or, you know what I mean? Where it's like, damn, that was life affirming, but I wasn't going to make it. I was in a really bad place. It's getting pretty heavy over here. I'm sorry. Like, okay. There we are. I know, but I think about, cause like, I, you know, when you initially left, you know, that wasn't all like, Oh man, like hope everything's okay. Um, and then you, you messaged me, and I was like, okay. I, I felt like a sense of relief, like, okay, yeah. okay, she's okay. But I, I think that's also, you know, kind of a, a thing though for people to understand and know. It's like we have a life outside of those phones outside of social media, you know, and that comes first, contrary to what people may want to believe. Yeah. 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 I, you know, it, it was really amazing too going back to work, um, taking a job outside of my own practice and going to a place where there are several massage therapists working all at the same time. And they wanted to put me in a group chat. And I was like, nope. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I did it for a minute. And then I watched people I work with start to like tear each other apart. Like healers. These are like hippie ass fucking healer, body working fucking people with a complete lack of empathy for each other, trying to tear each other apart in a fucking group chat. And I'm sitting there looking at this shit like, Y'all know you gotta see each other tomorrow, right? And like this isn't fucking <laughs> like uh, you guys gonna have to show up at work and look at each other's eyeballs. But um you know, I was laughing because they're asking me if I checked the thing, did I see the thing? And I had to explain to them that I don't have the same relationship with my phone that you have. When I have space in between my appointments, when I'm on my break, I am <laughs> This is, this is what I've been doing, guys. I am doing breathing exercises and chanting. I'm finding a quiet place away from guests where people can't see me. And I'm literally 
doing Buddhist chanting and trying to just like be okay in my own fucking heart and head. And the last thing I want to do is hold that fucking rectangle from hell up to my eyeballs and let it suck another minute of my life away. I think more people need to get in tune with that and understand that myself included. It's eating your life. It's beautiful Mm -hmm. to look at, you know, like other people having amazing mountain adventures and living their dream life in a van somewhere. And all of these videos I see of people doing super cool shit that I will never fucking do because I'm too busy staring at this thing. Like it's the dark crystal and I'm a fucking gelfling. It's just, that's it. It is sucking my life out of my face. And as soon as I put that down and it's not even part of my consciousness anymore, my life has improved a hundredfold in the last year, not being on social media. Good. Good. Well, we'll end on that note. And I just talked myself out of it. Bye, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tony, it's always great talking with you. Communicating with you in any any form, whether it be through podcast, whether it be through messenger, um, like you're a cool kid. I fucking love you, man. <laughs> love you too. Love you too. <laughs> I won't do the normal exit with you, just as we're. I don't want people cry like conversion in on you, like oh, there she is. Let's let's go jump jump on her social media. So yeah, don't even worry about it. Don't send people here. I'm trying to get people to unfollow me. Yeah. I ain't seen nobody. I'm not. I'm not even gonna tag you in the post. Don't. Um, You're like, if you know this fucking chick, then I mean, you know, whatever. I, I do want. If people want to hear some of these things, then go for it. But you know, and that, yeah. I, I think you know. Again, when, when it comes to it all, the this form of communication. It's just us talking, just having a conversation. You know, if people are going to listen to it, cool. If not, cool. Um, I, I, you know, at the end of it all, we're just, you know, a couple kids out here just talking. And, you know, when I post it, like I said, no need to tag. Those yeah. who, they know who you are. Yeah, exactly. It, you know, if you want to put it out there, let, because I think, you know, we had important conversations. If you want to let people know who that was or anything, but for the love of God, I mean, I love people. And, you know, maybe that'll happen too. the more genuine I become, the more I actually move into this from a place of wanting to help people with trauma responsibly. Then those people will show up and the rest hopefully will fall away. Well, I think those that genuinely get it, you know, those will be the ones that, that, it matters for. Yeah. So. I hope our conversations kid. help people. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think we're pretty neat. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I like to think that the conversations help people. Um, someone. Yes. Mean, yeah. They, like I said, like for all the people that do listen to, to this, if even one person gains from this. Awesome. It, it matters. It does matter. Um, so, yeah. But Tony, right, thank you, friend. thank you for sharing your time with me. Thank um, you. And all you other cats, listen to this. 
thank you. Love you guys. We appreciate that a lot of you. If y'all got any questions, concerns, criticisms, always feel free to reach out to me at bjj.wiki on Instagram or off the mats podcast on Instagram. Um, like to give a big shout out to Nerd Rage Radio. As always, Bobby, Chris, Joe, Marilyn, Phil, Ricky, Tiki. Uh, who the fuck else? There's, I don't have the mug down here right now, but there's a bunch of y'all. Love you guys. <laughs> um, this won't be out for a while, but I'll be seeing Phil and Joe tomorrow anyway when we record and talk about Wishmaster, which will be on the So You Like Horror podcast. So shout out to that as well. Go listen to that. We'll talk about uh, horror through the decades. We just did the 1920s. We got one coming up for the 1930s mm. and working on the 40s right now, getting some notes taken, trying to have a fun time with it. So um, go listen to those as well. Um, otherwise, as always, I love you guys. You guys keep listening. I'm going to keep making these shows. Thank you, everyone, and bye. They promised. Now let me see his song.